If your email templates or website are stuck in 2010, or your program brochures look like they could have been made in Microsoft Paint, it's time to give the sponsor of this week's episode a call. Meet Unincorporated. Unincorporated is a higher education agency committed to building awareness, growing enrollment, and launching programs for universities. If Nike and Apple decided to venture into the higher education branding space, their top competitor would be Unincorporated. Meet the disruptors in the education design industry and subscribe to their newsletter to get a weekly download of the most important trends in higher ed at unincorporated.com forward slash enrollify. Again, that's unincorporated.com forward slash enrollify. Hey everybody, welcome to the show, Zach here. I am excited to bring you the fourth and final part of our special series with DD Agency, an enrollment marketing services agency that specializes in SEO, content marketing, and all things HubSpot. Uh, DD Agency is a sister brand of Enrollify, and they put together arguably the most comprehensive report on the new standards for enrollment marketing benchmarks during a year, last year, that was unprecedented for so many reasons. So what DD Agency did is they were specifically interested in looking at this from a graduate student recruitment lens. So what are sort of the new baselines for digital advertising span? What are the new baselines for email marketing communications, event marketing communications, et cetera? And how are graduate enrollment managers and higher education marketers that are supporting graduate student recruitment, what are the strategies and tactics that they're doing that are working? And what are some of the things that they're doing that, that aren't working? So what DD Agency did is they looked uh, over at, at um, a lot of data over the course of 12 months. They, they evaluated hundreds of different marketing campaigns across schools of all shapes and sizes. So large public institutions, small private institutions, individual programs, and then you know graduate admissions offices that are, that are more centralized, uh, that are responsible for managing hundreds of different campaigns for hundreds of different programs, et cetera. So uh, the data here is, is is, is both wide and deep. Now, again, the vast majority of marketing tactics channels uh, that were, tar- uh, were targeted towards prospective graduate students um, in the rough ages of 18 to 50 years old. Now, again, a lot of these uh, benchmarks can apply at the undergrad level. So if you are primarily focused on uh, undergraduate admissions and or if you are a social media marketer in higher ed that is, again, primarily focused on, um, you know, creating content for traditional audiences, traditional students, a lot of this uh, data will be uh, will still be remarkably helpful. Right. It's, it's representative, even though it even though the actual um, uh, you know, experiment, a, a lot of the actual analysis was focused on, on graduate students and graduate programs. Um, and again, I, the this is the fourth part, right? So today we're going to be talking about digital advertising, and it's something that I get asked a lot about from you guys. Is like, hey, what is working? What's not? You know, what are? Am I the only one struggling with my search campaigns, my paid search campaigns? Oh wow, you know, when I talk to my, you know, a VP of enrollment, when I say search campaigns, he thinks traditional search, and I mean, you know, Google search, and uh, you know, we've got folks saying, hey, what is the sort of standard cost per acquisition of a new contact from a social media campaign that's focused on, you know, event marketing for a student recruitment, a graduate student recruitment event, right? So I get a lot of questions about how schools are spending money on digital what sort of ROI they're seeing from that spend. And what's really great is that 
thanks to the DD agency's sort of analysis here, uh, we've got a lot of data to share with you guys about like, hey, this is what is happening at for small schools, medium sized schools, large schools, uh, this is their spend. And we're going to dive into all of that today. But again, this is the fourth part in our series. So what we did in the last three episodes is we talked about the new content marketing benchmarks, the new event marketing benchmarks, and the new email marketing benchmarks. So if you haven't listened to those episodes yet, I highly recommend that you do so. You don't necessarily need to you know, stop listening now and go start listening to those other three. That They're not sequential um, by any means. And um, so yeah, but just want to make sure that you guys know that digital advertising is obviously just one piece in the, of the pie here. And this analysis and this, uh, this report goes much deeper than just Facebook, Google, Instagram, LinkedIn as, as conversion channels. All right, so let's dive in here. Uh, oh, actually, the last thing I'll just say, take a moment and pause. If you're running, you pause. If you are sitting at your laptop, just pause for two seconds, okay? Um, if you're driving, don't pause, <laughs> unless you're at a stop sign. Um, and, and go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We are, uh, the Normal Talk Podcast is growing, and it's really, really exciting, but one of the ways that we can continue to accelerate our growth and bring this content to more enrollment managers, more higher education marketers, is by uh, more followers. So what, what what happens when you click that you know green follow button, if you're on Spotify or you you click that uh, blue subscribe button if you're on Apple Podcasts. It sends a signal to Apple. It sends a signal to Spotify that, oh, hey, people are actually interested in this content. So if you hate this content, don't do it. Um, but if, but if, even if this is, you know, if you've listened to one or more episodes, please just just hit that follow button. Just hit that subscribe button. It really does uh, help us in in the rankings, and ultimately, again, just helps bring this content to more to more folks who are who who need to hear it, right? Who don't whose professional development budgets have been cut, and maybe this is like the one vehicle that they can tap into for free to get some ideas, um, and to listen to some some interesting insights into what what else is happening in the industry, right? So. Um, again, there's my little pitch, hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button. It really, really, really does help us out. And we actually are running us an experiment over the next few weeks here. And we want to see, okay, when we directly ask people to hit subscribe and hit follow, like what sort of bearing does that have on our, uh, average monthly listens, right? Uh, any given period of time. So help us out. We'll report on this experiment. Um, and just hit that follow or subscribe button. Leave us for review too, if you haven't already. All right. Without further ado, digital advertising benchmarks. So one of the things that is important to note here by digital advertising, digital advertising means different things to different people. But like when we talk about digital advertising, when DD Agency talks about digital advertising, they're primarily focused on paid social media ads, predominantly Facebook and LinkedIn. Again, this is a graduate audience. Um, so folks are not necessarily spending tons of money on Snapchat um, or TikTok, right? Because uh, they're targeting folks who are a little bit older up, you know, older millennials, uh, you know, younger Gen Xers, et cetera. Um, but this is also for, uh, focused on paid search and display ads, right? Predominantly Google search and the Google display network. Display ads can be broader, but uh, for the purposes of this analysis, that's what we mean by digital advertising. So uh, in this analysis, holistically looking at all these different schools, right? What DD Agency noted was that there were five common challenges with digital advertising that most schools face when it comes to making smart decisions with how best to spend their budgets. So I wanna walk through these challenges because I think it's, a, it's an important sort of framework as we step into some of this data and, and then also talk about some of the solutions, uh, the potential uh, uh, outcomes, right? For, for how to sort of like reduce the friction that 
a lot of schools experience when it comes to spending money on digital advertising. The first challenge, and this should resonate with all of you, is the, the lack of attribution reporting. So it's still true that most schools don't know how many applicants and enrolled students were either influenced or sourced from their digital ad campaigns. So right, without more advanced tracking, enrollment marketers really struggle with how to optimize future ad campaigns. A lot of the time, whether it's marketing or even even in admissions, uh, they might be working with a vendor and there's basic reporting like impressions, clicks, maybe even like conversions, right? Like, oh, hey, you know, these were the 20, you know, the, the 2,500 or whatever it is, right? Like names that have come in off of this particular campaign. But after that conversion, right, maybe you have an email address, but it's really hard to associate that oftentimes with apps and enrolled students to make any sort of like meaningful decisions about, oh, what search campaigns or what specific social ad campaigns actually performed the best from a yield perspective, right? Or actually performed best from an enrolled student perspective. There's lots of good data out there, right? And lots of good tools out there that help you understand, okay, how many impressions, clicks, you know, basic contexts uh, that were generated, which of those, which ad campaigns that were running yielded the best there. But when it comes to the, like the bottom line, right, the stuff that really counts, it's hard to see that full picture. So, and right, even if you can see that full picture, it's oftentimes not easy to see it in the uh, from the perspective of multi attribution, right? So maybe maybe if you have sophisticated tech, you can see like the original source, but you might not be able to see everything that happened and and influenced that student on their journey to enrollment. So lack of attribution in reporting is, is a key challenge when it comes to digital advertising. Number two, another key challenge is that schools are still addicted to overspending. So many schools over rely on digital advertising to provide the bulk of their leads without knowing which ad campaigns are actually working and which ones are wasting their budgets. And so what ends up happening is they they end up, you know, afraid to stop spending, right? Because it's like, oh, well, I don't, I don't really know. Like, oh shoot, if we, if we change our monthly spend from 10k to 5k, that's really gonna affect our lead funnel, isn't it? Like, it's gonna disappear. And you know, that's not always true, right? And in fact, right, a lot of the time, schools are overspending and they're spending way too much money on brand campaigns when it comes to social. When in reality, right, they should be focused a little bit more on SEO. Um, and maybe a little bit, you know, taking taking their digital advertising budget, cut, cutting it in half and using the rest of that half to really double down and invest on uh, hyper-targeted campaigns to specific audience that already, audiences that already have some affinity for you, right? Or at the very least, set up some sort of social ad sequencing. If you want to learn all about social ad sequencing and like what I think is sort of like the best approach to digital advertising for hired marketers, Enrollify, we did we did a whole like video on it for Frideas, um, and we're actually gonna be uh, publishing a new uh, e-course with our friends at Unibuddy on event marketing, and this is a big component to event marketing, uh, all about sort of like how to actually like source quality RSVPs from social media. Just you can just Google right like Enrollify social ad sequencing, and you'll you'll find the Frideas episode, or you can just you know sort through Frideas. Um, anyhow, my point being that schools spend a t- of money on digital advertising and they're not always sure like what's actually yielding bottom um um you know the bottom line roi so that's that's a big challenge number three copying competitors doesn't 
always work that well. So many schools are driven to placing digital ads because they see ads that their competitors are running, right? So they want to be present in certain advertising spaces, but they they don't have any real idea how it works or what audiences to target, you know, what keywords to buy, et cetera. So this leads to copycat ads that don't actually perform well, um, but makes some schools feel good because they see their ads out there in the digital marketplace. So how many times if you're an enrollment manager, have you been approached by a faculty member who stumbled upon, you know, a competitor's ad and says, why don't we advertise, right? Or like, what, why aren't we advertising on social media? Or what, hey, I just saw this awesome display campaign that's following me around the internet. And I just read this article on Forbes and there it is. Why isn't, why isn't ours coming up, right? And so while I'm a huge fan of using tools like Facebook ads library and moat.com to better understand like what campaigns your competitors are running, the 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 thresh like the thought process should be okay here's what they're running uh I, you obviously can't see what you know is performing on the back end but if you just clone that right like you you lose differentiation immediately right so like you should be looking at that and say okay how do i do that 10x better right like so at the very least if it is working right you've got 10x the results that they have and if it's not working well hey you've got 10x the results that they have which is you know better than nothing right so when it comes to digital advertising campaigns, use your competitor ads, like use these tools and these resources that allow you to see this stuff uh, as a point of reference, but don't copy it, right? Don't just use another hero, am- hero image with like the, you know, apply today or like advance your career. If I see one more digital advertising campaign that says advance your career, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to throw up or something because it's just, it's just so pro, you know, prolific. It's like, come up with something new guys. Uh, and again, I, I don't want to be insensitive here. And, um, maybe you've got some data that says that that's your top performing ad. And in which case, you know, shut up Zach. But at the end of the day, there's not enough differentiation in the marketplace when it comes to promoting, uh, colleges, and universities. And this is especially true at the graduate level. Um, number four, most vendors report only on vanity metrics. So we talked about this a little bit here, but the reality guys is that a lot of the vendors that you're working with aren't held accountable to bottom line, right? They're not actually being told, Hey, you know, you, we're going to evaluate the success of this campaign based off of applicants and enrolled students. And part of that is fair, right? Like if the vendor doesn't have any control, if you have a if they inundate you with leads and you guys don't have a, a uh, operation in place to capitalize on those leads and effectively score those leads so you understand whose is actually worth your time and attention reaching out to and, you know, talking to you, maybe even texting, then, you know, that, that's, that's a fair point. But I think that the dynamics here are changing. I think more and more schools, in fact, I don't even just think I know based off of conversations that I've been having with folks that there's this consolidation happening with vendors right now, right? Where schools are tired of spending, you know, money with six different organizations, uh, six different entities, all of which are not really that connected, even though they kind of are. It's just too much work, too much time. And it's it's hard, right? It needs to be way easier. So there is this consolidation happening with vendors. And I do think that what we'll see is we'll see more folks move away from just impressions, clicks, traffic, and general conversions without one-to-one attribution. And what we'll, what we'll start seeing is we'll start seeing more more shops really be focused on the bottom line um, because they'll they'll have to be. Their, their goals will have to align, right? Their, their metrics will have to align um, with with yours and your team. So ultimately this looks like, okay, hey, we're both on the hook for a 10% increase in enrollment. Um, how do we do that, right? And it, it's, it, I think it'll become a much more collaborative operation and we'll see less just like, hey, you know, here's $100,000, go do something with it and then report back in six months, right? Uh, I think that those days are 
are numbered. And last but certainly not least, there is still this disconnect between enrollment management and university markdown department. So I do think that this is, again, changing, and this has come a long way, even in the past six months. Um, uh, on like wearing, you know, my, my head of growth, uh, hat at DD agency, uh, I spent a lot of time talking with folks and, and hearing under, and, um, you know, trying to come up with uh, unique scopes of work that will help them realize their, their enrollment goals. And one of the things that I've noticed as of late is that enrollment management and Marcom are both coming to the table and we're having, I'm having conversations like sales conversations with both of them at the same time. Like that didn't happen even six months ago. So I do think we're going to see increased collaboration between these departments, uh, an alignment of resources, because at the end of the day, folks are going to get more bang for their buck if they can consolidate resources, consolidate strategies and break down silos. All right. So that those were again, just the, the five kind of common challenges with digital advertising, especially as it relates to graduate student recruitment. But again, I do think most of this is representative of higher ed holistically. All right, so let's dive into the actual data. So what was DD Agency tracking? They were tracking paid social media ads and paid search and display ads. On the paid social media front, most, again, were Facebook ads promoting content, different events, program information, inquiries, and uh, applications, and then LinkedIn ads promoting content, events, program info, and applications. On the paid search and display front, right, doing um, running Google search campaigns, analysis, uh, analyzing, I should say, Google search ads for various keywords, both general and program-specific terms. So general being like, you know, a brand, a general brand term, like, you know, best liberal arts college in Ohio or something like that, right? Program-specific terms being, uh, you know, uh, master's in, you know, uh, public affairs uh, near me or uh, best, you know, uh, MPH program, whatever it might be. Uh, events, program info, inquiries, uh, scheduled calls, and applications. Google, Google display ads were a little bit more general uh, in that uh, the diversity, there was there was quite uh, the diversity of offer from contact an admissions counselor, connect with the program coordinator, you know, download a, a program brochure, et cetera, um, whereas obviously search ads were targeting specific uh, keywords. Paid social media ad at benchmarks. Okay, let's talk about like what 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 are the new benchmarks, right? So Again, if you are not following this visually, I highly recommend that you do so. Beatthebenchmarks.com. Beatthebenchmarks.com. Um, and this is a nice little graph that we've thrown together that, to help break all this info down. So paid social media ad benchmarks. So uh, this, this the table that we're looking at uh, uh, has findings and analysis of over 450 paid social media advertising campaigns across Facebook and LinkedIn. The, this data represents uh, more than 100,000 in paid social media spend, over 16.8 million impressions, 96,000 clicks, and just shy of 2,500 new contacts generated during this period of time. So let's talk about, again, these benchmarks. So if you look at all schools holistically, right, the average school within this period of time, right, is spending about uh, $8,400 on their paid social campaigns, okay? Now, this varies pretty dramatically if you're a small school, a medium school, or a large school. Now, interestingly enough, the medium schools, and we DD agency define that by schools that have eight to 24 programs. Again, this is primarily focused on grad schools. Um, medium schools are actually spending the most, spending uh, about $11,000 on their on their paid social campaigns, which um, again, is actually still like pretty conservative, all things considered. So again, you can you can see here, right, like the, because these are averages, there's 
quite there's there's a lot of diversity in terms of like spend right across um, small you know single programs to large operations where they're helping promote graduate uh, graduate school holistically. Now the average ad spend per campaign, so that's the average total ad spend right during this period of time. Um, the average ad spend per campaign, we're looking at about two hundred and seventy dollars per campaign. Uh, again, medium schools jump up to $323 per campaign with large schools actually spending the least per campaign at $220 and small schools spending about $230 per campaign. Now, again, I think on the large school front, that kind of makes sense because typically if you are representing 35 to 150 plus programs as a large school, which is how the agency defined large schools, you are trying to be all things to all people, right? So you do have to be a little bit more general in your marketing, which tends to mean, um, you know, fewer impressions, fewer conversions, et cetera, which does have a correlation on 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 spend. Um, there's a lot of uh, data here on impressions and um, and you know average uh, uh, additional average uh, spends per per type you know type of campaign. But I actually want to jump to things that I think are a little bit more interesting, which is around cost per click and average new contacts. You can also look at average clicks per campaign. But let's talk about average cost per click and average number of new contacts uh, per school. So uh, on the whole, schools that are running paid social campaigns across Facebook and LinkedIn are seeing an average cost per click of $1.58. So if you want to understand, right, how you compare to others in your industry, right, this, this is the answer. If you have a cost per click that is higher than $1.58, right, you're above. You're spending more money than people are on on average to get that click, which typically means like, Again, there's so much variance here, but let's say you are not a niche program. Um, you are a program, you're an MBA program or something like that, right? Um, if, you, if you're spending more than that, right, chances are there's, you should rethink the campaign, right? Again, assuming you're yielding folks already, if, you, if you're in sort of like the optimized campaign stage and you're happy with the people that you are generating already and you're not necessarily trying to be super, super competitive with your bid, um, you might want to, you might want to revisit your targeting there. If you're spending, if you're, if your average cost per click is less than a dollar and 58 cents, right? You're doing better than, than industry standards. Now, again, how this breaks down against small, medium and large schools, we're seeing, um, actually medium sized school against uh, medium sized schools spending, uh, the least when it comes to cost per click with an average of a dollar and 38 cents. Um, and, uh, small schools spending the most with a dollar and 77 cents. So let's talk about average new contacts per school because I think that this is this is super interesting. So what we see here is actually, uh, regardless of average cost per click, regardless of average spend, what we're seeing is that the average number of new contacts that are generated at the medium and large school levels are basically the same. So 277 with medium schools, 278 contacts um, for, for large schools. Now, again, that is more than double what small schools are seeing. Right, average number of new contacts per small school, we're seeing 120. So significant increases, right, in terms, and again, reminding you guys, right, when it comes to actual spend per campaign, medium schools are spending about $100, actually more than $100 more per campaign than grad schools are, excuse me, than larger grad schools are. And that's yielding, but they're yielding the same number of contacts. So what that means is the average cost per acquisition of a new contact if you're a large institution, is just shy of forty dollars, thirty nine dollars and forty five cents. Uh, Medium sized institutions, fifty four dollars, and small institutions, ninety five dollars. Right. So it is if you are a small school with one to five programs, the average 
cost per new contact, the acquisition of a new name and a new email address is about $95 across Facebook and, and LinkedIn. So it's again, it's not necessarily surprising that smaller schools with fewer programs have to spend more per click and more per contact because they are mostly targeting very specific sort of like niche audiences. However, mid-sized schools promoting multiple programs are getting a very good bang for their buck with the low cost per click and a very respectable $54 cost per contact. So uh, the way that I think about this is that, you know, if you are a small school and you you know, you do need to be spending money on social media, but if you can get a, if your cost per acquisition of a new contact is less from like organic search, right? So let's say you've got a marketing attribution system like HubSpot, right? And if you can, if you can actually tell that, oh, wow, like from organic search, we're, we're yielding like a ton of contacts here. And you do sort of like an analysis and you say, okay, how much are you spending on your content creation? How much are you spending for somebody to like make tweaks and, you know, SEO optimizations to your content? Like look at that holistically. And, um, if that number is less, it, it probably is actually, if it's significantly less than your average cost per acquisition of a new contact of so, uh, off of social, that might reinforce that what that might mean is like, Hey, you should spend more money and more time focused on new content development, new content creation and SEO optimization and, you know, less time on, um, social ads, because again, you're generating more contacts and those contacts have a higher propensity to sort of like move through the funnel. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you're saving yourself money. So again, this, th there's a lot of what ifs and there's a lot of nuance here and there's a lot of, yeah, but you know, uh, so take this with a grain of salt. But again, I think the, the big takeaway here is like looking at things in the aggregate, the average cost per acquisition of a new contact, a new name and a new email address that graduate schools are seeing across Facebook and LinkedIn holistically across paid social is $71. So benchmark yourself against that data. Now let's break this down by paid Facebook ad ads by offer type. Okay. So this is looking at, um, uh, event content, gated content, uh, calls to inquire or calls to apply in the aggregate. And again, there's a ton of data here that is very, that is actually visually re represented very, very, uh, concisely that you guys should, should have a look at. Um, but I, I'm just going to talk about the two stats that I think are, are, are most interesting to me. And that's actually around uh, gated content and events, okay? So when it comes to gated content, this is content that lives behind a form. Think about this as like an industry guide or a you know premium content resource, a field guide, whatever it might be. So the average clicks per ad that we're seeing, right? The, uh, the average across all Facebook is 220. So 220 uh, average clicks per ad. Uh, per campaign, right? So gated content, that that number, the average jumps up to 291. So just shy of actually 292. And events is at 265 average clicks per ad. So one of the interesting takeaways here is when it comes to spending money on social media, uh, specifically spending money on Facebook, the kind of offer really, really matters. Events and gated content, right, uh, have double the amount of clicks that RMI and 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 uh, boosted page boosted posts that boost, boosted blog content that isn't gated have, um, and apply right they have they have an additional about seventy five percent more uh, average clicks than direct calls to apply. So what this means is right like when it comes to promoting content on social media, most of your time and money and and effort should be spent promoting events and other gated content as opposed to direct calls to inquire or direct calls to apply. Again, if you're looking for um, 
uh, if you're looking to optimize for, for, for number of clicks. Now, the other thing that I think is like really interesting here is looking at new contacts per campaign and average cost per acquisition for, um, these new contacts by content type. So this is, this is where things get really interesting. Okay. You still with me? I promise you we're wrapping up here. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go fast. So the average new contacts per ad for gated content is 13, right? So in general, you're going to generate 13 new contacts. If you run a campaign that's focused on premium content and you're spending $300 per campaign, $390 per campaign rather. Okay. So what's interesting here is that is significantly greater than any other content type. Okay. So events on average, you're going to generate three new contacts. Uh, your apply, if you go directly with offers to apply 0.4, so 0.4 new contacts, not even a full person there, right? Um, 13 when it comes to premium content. So if the goal of your, if your marketing goal, if your enrollment goal is to say, Hey, we need to increase pipeline. Like we need to increase like number of contacts coming into our, our conflows then what you really need to do is you need to, you know, uh, focus on running premium content campaigns. So gated content campaigns is, is your best bet there. The average cost per acquisition, oh, by the way, is also the lowest when it comes to uh, premium content. So $29.95. Contrast that with $72 for events and $636 for calls to apply. Um, now, again, depending on your situation and, and your context, uh, $72 per new contact for an event might might be worth it. Maybe even $636 per new applicant might be worth it um, when it comes to social. But right, use email, use your other strategies, your other nurturing strategies to get people from sort of the social media street to, you know, uh, enrollment. Use, use social media as the way to get them in the door, right? Like use social media as like the porch. Think about it that way. All right. There's a ton of additional data here, guys, on, on um, paid social media advertising, but I want to jump to search and display before we close out here. So one of the, the more interesting things about uh, Google ad benchmarks, if, again, bro broken down by school size, is that what we're seeing is that the average number of ad groups per school, medium and large programs, so 88 to 50 plus programs, they're spending literally triple, if not quadruple, the amount of uh, number of, they're running, I should say, triple, if not quadruple, the number of campaigns that smaller schools are. Now, again, that kind of makes sense, right? They're also spending 5x uh, what uh, total at, what, what uh, the small schools are. Um, I think that the more interesting contact, uh, the more interesting note here is that when it comes to new contacts that they're generating, they're also, they're generating like 10x um, you know, a hundred X really, uh, the total new contacts that, um, um, per, per, per school that small schools are. And when it comes to the average cost per acquisition of that, not that new contact, it's only $11. Whereas for small schools, it's just shy of $90. So average cost per acquisition, it, it, it pays to be a medium or large size, large school when it comes to running any sort of, um, Google ad campaign. Now, I think what is worth like, this is a lot of information, right? And a lot of numbers. And you're like, probably like, oh gosh, shut up, um, Zach. And, and I will soon. But I think the big takeaway here is like, if there is way, if there are ways, if you're a single program, if there are ways you can hop on the bandwagon with other departments, other programs, right? Other, other school, maybe even other schools, depending on how things are structured. 
you're gonna get a more you're gonna get a better bang for your buck. So if you can instead of just marketing an MSW program, right? If you can if you can team up with other with other uh, school of social work programs that might exist and run a more holistic uh, social work campaign, you're gonna see better cost per acquisition. You're gonna see new, more new contacts than you will see if you just take an MSW approach. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, the last, you know, things, uh, I guess I want to, I want to say when it comes to paid search and display campaigns, again, there's tons of data here, guys, um, is that when it comes to display, you want to promote program specific resources. So one of the big takeaways here is that, uh, display campaigns that are focused on singular programs outperform display campaigns that are focused on groupings of programs. So it's sort of like the inverse of what I just talked about when it comes to, um, uh, when it comes to search. So when it comes to search, right, grouping grouping things together makes sense. When it comes to display, right, and you're just running, you know, uh, display flashy ads that are following around the internet, it's better to promote program-specific resources. Um, you want to avoid push-to-apply ads in paid search campaigns. So similar to paid social ads, ads with apply now type CTAs have the worst overall performance and the highest cost per lead at over $600 a pop. So when it comes to all types of digital ads, Apply-related offers just aren't an effective way to spend your, your advertising budget. Um, and then 30 ad groups per school is the average. So the average graduate school is launching 30 different ad groups across Google search and display ads throughout the year. And many of those ad groups include uh, multiple variable ads for A-B testing of co ad copy, creative, et cetera. So if you want to play in the space, you really need to be ready to test a wide variety of ad variations for at least three to four months. So don't think about your search campaigns. Don't think about your display campaigns as dropping $100,000 and walking away. It just doesn't work. You won't yield the kind of results that you need to be yielding in order to be competitive. All right, guys. I know that was a lot, but I hope, hopefully you enjoyed uh, hearing a little bit about this. Hopefully this was somewhat interesting to you. Again, let me know. Uh, email me at any time at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at enrollify.org. If you've got questions, go ahead and head over to beatthebenchmarks.com. Again, to explore this report, we barely tapped it. Like there's so much more data here, guys. Um, and happy to, again, answer any questions you might have about this report that DD Agency has put together. Um, as always, thank you for being here. Hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button. It means a lot to, to the entire team and, and me personally. Um, and looking forward to seeing you all next week. Again, this concludes our enrollment marketing benchmarks series that is brought to you by DD Agency, a sister brand of Enrollify. All right, everyone, take care. If you are an enrollment marketer working in marketing and communications or enrollment management and would be willing to be interviewed on the podcast, or if you have an idea for a topic that you'd like to hear covered on the podcast, please reach out directly to me at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at Enrollify.org. We sincerely look forward to working with you to make Enrollify the most trusted, go-to, digital resource for enrollment marketers out there.